Welcome to Kick Your Butts, a show where excuses, limits, and boundaries go to die. Where moving through everything that's holding you back is the key to stepping onto your infinite path and achieving the success you deserve in life, business, and relationships. It's time to take those butts and kick them into oblivion. Now here's your host, Susan Desenzi. Welcome back to another episode of Kick Your Butts, where we obliterate your boundaries, excuses, and limitations so that you can step into your infinite possibilities and live your infinite potential. I'm your host, Susan DeSunzi, and I am so excited to be here today with a very special soul-level mystery guest. She won't be a mystery for long, and the reason that I wanted to bring her on is because we've been talking over time about cellular healing and kind of accessing that deeper place within what many of us would call soul and really touching base with who we are. But what I found over the course of my time as a therapist and coach and a spiritual being is that we can often have trouble accessing that and really figuring out what it's all about. And so my guest today is a very special woman who some would say she's the lawyer shaman, some would say she's the niche witch, some would say she's the fairy god shaman, but I call her Melissa Seaman. And she is a Stanford-educated former business litigation attorney turned intuitive business strategist. Now that's a mouthful, and it's like, what is that really? Well, she really helps people identify who they are and why they're here and what they're here to do. And she helps them clear the way for them to really step into that place. And she brings that clearing into their business so they can have the success that they choose. Now, she has worked with Fortune 100 executives, top Silicon Valley tech creatives, and innovative entrepreneurs worldwide. She is often paid thousands of dollars per hour for her professional advice and private channeling sessions. Now, don't let that intimidate you because for entrepreneurs who are following their own spiritual calling and business, she helps you to bridge that advice of your spirit guides, essentially, with her business acumen and within that person's own beingness to really pinpoint their ideal niche, their unique way of marketing their magic, and she offers a tailor-made step-by-step business plan that really fits them perfectly while staying in full integrity with their own vision and calling. She is the creator of the Soul Gift Quiz, which you all are going to have access to by the end of today's show, and that gift quiz, and I've taken it, and it's amazing and mind-blowing has literally helped 10,000 creatives plus worldwide to identify their deepest gift. Melissa, thank you so much for being here. I'm so honored to have you in-house today. Oh, thanks, Susan. I'm psyched to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, you you do something that I absolutely love because I, I think it's so important in today's day and age for us to really tap in and bring in the spiritual beingness of who we are and form and really dive in to kind of why we're here. So I'd love to find out how did you go from being a Stanford educated lawyer to being a professional intuitive that people pay <laughs> thousands of dollars for? <laughs> well, it's a journey, right? Like most of us in my life has taken some twists and turns, but the biggest twist and turn happened uh, around the birth of my daughter, who's my second child. 
I was at the time living in San Diego. I was kind of living my dream. I was a attorney. I was making great money. My dad was a judge. So it was a family kind of, you know, legacy. Uh, uh And I had one little toddler call in and I kind of had everything that I thought I wanted. I was really, really involved in my Catholic church and Catholic community of the time and thought I'd sort of, you know, made it. And then when I gave birth to Claire Vies, it was this you know, as women, we hear about these births that are pain-free and ecstatic, and we think, you're right, you know, good luck. <laughs> right. <laughs> that can't right. be real. Yeah. And, well, I, I accidentally had one of those with Clarice. It's like oh, wow. that birth experience was really quite amazing in its ease and its swiftness, and it came through me powerfully, this birth. And afterwards, I found myself very open, the intuitively I was getting messages for people. I could see people's layers of energy on their bodies and I could see people's pasts. I could see the future. I could see dead people. I could see all the things. It was, it was a little bit overwhelming, you know, honestly, wow. because I, I hadn't previously believed in that stuff. Really? Um, so, so you didn't <laughs> wait a minute. So, long yeah. so not only did you not believe in it, right. but you had none of that ability before. Like you never had those inklings or saw No, I had little... inklings. I totally okay. had inklings. I had inklings and I, I was really, as I said, involved in my Catholic church. So I was deep into prayer. I, I helped lead retreats in the Catholic church. I was a lector. I, w- I led music. I was really involved in my faith life and I was, I was close to God. But, but my prayers would happen like I would pray and then I would feel that gentle inkling of a response, you know, that little tickle of intuitive or, or divine inspiration. And it was subtle, you know, like, like a normal person, <laughs> like a normal intuitive creative person, you know, right. at least normal is a stupid word. I know because we're all crazy in our own ways, but, but it changed a lot because suddenly I was really having visions, you know, I was having visions and what had been a gentle inkling became a flat out voice. And what had been uh, a wiggle in the corner of my eye became, you know, a formative vision of something that had happened in the past or would happen later. You know, so I was clearly, whatever Clarice did to me when she was born, just kind of blew me open to this other, to seeing what's usually invisible and to hearing beyond what we can normally hear. And, and, and that with a lot of clarity. So what did you do with that then? I mean, you're you're having these new experiences. You're not necessarily making full sense of them, it sounds like, in those moments after Clarice's birth. Well, it, and it wasn't just the moments, I have to admit. It was sort of the weeks after. Because, I, you know, birthing is such a, already such a big deal. But it was just these these visions just began to really float up and be there and be part of my reality. And I thought, Oh, this must be something that's just part of my postpartum experience, but then it just kept growing and getting stronger. And I thought, okay. So at first I, you asked what I did with it. At first I kind of kept it private and kept it very close to me and thought, okay, I don't think I'm going to talk about this too much because this is pretty wild. And I tested it, you know, because I am, I am a, academic type of thinker. So I thought, well, either I'm just a little bit crazy woo right now because I just went through this powerful experience or something's true about this. And so I tested it, you know, I, okay, I've got this vision. Let's see what happens. Or, oh, I get this impression about this person. Let me check in. 
And as it uh, continued to unfold and show itself to be true, my whole life radically shifted because I just thought, well, wow, now I've got access to information and gifts that can really help people because I started using them with friends and, and helping people and healing people and having these big effects. So I have to admit that at some level, I got a little hot on myself. I thought I was sort of the bee's knees for a while because, you know, all these special things were happening and the combination of the difference in me and my specialness caused a big ripple in my family and my, you know, my friends group and everything just sort of shifted over. And I kind of went to the other side of, okay, now I'm just, I must be really woo. So I'm just going to go into this woo thing. And I found good teachers who seemed to have their feet on the ground, but who understood the other worlds. I found Maria Yesbru, who's a Tilstayan Apache ceremonialist to kind of give me advice there. I found Beatrix Puntana, who's an amazing um, astrologer and, and metaphysician, you know, and, and I connected with these amazing teachers and I just really went to school now on the, the spiritual stuff. And at the same time, I organized my internal world because as a lawyer, that's my training. You know, I thought, okay, I got a bunch of spirit guides I'm going to have to organize you people. Like <laughs> I'm not going to have you coming and waking me up in the middle of the night. And as for all you dead people, like I don't want to talk to you dead people unless you have something relevant to say about the current state of things here, you know, because yeah. dead people don't always have something useful to say, you know, they're just kind of like, well, remember that time we went to this place and you're like, yeah, yeah. I remember that time. What about it? And they're like, yeah, I remember that time. You're like really? <laughs> That's it? You're reaching across the veil to say, remember that red sweater? Like, that's it? Are you kidding? Oh, my God. This world is melting down. We could use your help on some other stuff, you guys. And so that was part of my process is, is learning how to put, put the spiritual stuff to work for me in the real world. You know, and that's what led me to becoming an intuitive business strategist. Because for a while, I taught just the intuitive stuff, the stuff that I was channeling through the arts of the temple priestess, you know, uh, forms of healing stuff that I was remembering in my psychic awareness. I would just teach that. And what I found was, first of all, it's delicious, wonderful, amazing. But secondly, who cares? Like if we're not, if we're not applying it to this current state of things, if it's not relevant to what's happening now, I lose interest. And so that's why now I'm really devoted to working with people who, who are intuitive at whatever level, you know, but people who feel their genuine calling or want to know their genuine calling, because I do reveal that for people sometimes too. It's like, oh yeah, well, here's your genuine calling. And then they cry and they're like, you're right. You know, <laughs> I knew that. I already knew. I know that, but I couldn't put words to it. And so, um, I'm really, really devoted to helping people identify that genuine calling from their deepest soul level that springs from their soul's gift, their unique gift that I believe every single one of us is here to bring something extremely unique. So I'm devoted to helping people identify what that is and then to create a business strategy to bring it into the world so that they can make money from that. The practical application. They need to make money yeah. from that so they can focus on it so that their soul can do what they came here to do and so that their gift 
can have real results in the real world and not just be this secretive, you know, amorphous thing that flows through everything they do, which is beautiful too. I mean, right. It's cool, but I really get, I get really excited when there's someone, you know, like you, Susan, you're bringing this work to the world. You're bridging the worlds. You're bringing your voice to the world. You're bringing these people to the world and these, these wisdom teachings to the world and you're creating the space for that. And I believe that's part of your soul's gift. Like that's what you're here to do. And so when you're doing what you're really here to do, it's super fulfilling. It's easier to make money. It makes life like it makes everything better. You're really in alignment. And yeah, you know, would you say that it's like what a lot of people in the non kind of woo world would say that what you're talking about is kind of, but again, much deeper, and this is just a word they're used to, is that they're really then finding and living their purpose when they're looking and stepping into their soul gift. Because I know I've often had clients through the years go, what's my purpose? Why am I uh-huh. here? Right. And it's like, it's your purpose isn't, oh, I'm supposed to go work at XYZ company and make 40 grand a year, or I'm supposed to do this with animals that might be the case, but they always go into the specific place, but they're missing that more aligned, in-depth, soul-level kind of calling that's knocking at their heart's door all the time, whispering to them, and they're not really hearing it. So you really help them hone in on that, hear that, and step in. Yeah, see, I love that because you bring the practicality, you bring the real world way in to make that happen. Yeah, I'm really devoted to that. I'm really devoted to making sure that we don't just use spirituality as a hobby, like a, like fries on the side or like, you <laughs> See, know. that's why I love you because like, you know, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you people, you can't, you can't see Melissa and one of these days, maybe I'll do some video <laughs> podcast, but you know, like this chick and I'm going to, she's not a chick. Okay? <laughs> no, no, I'm but, a chick. But, it's all but, good. I'm from California. But the, you guys know how I talk. We keep it real here. We say what we need to say, whatever comes out, comes out. And she's just real. I mean, like she is real. and and. She she's not like oh I'm on I'm on I'm being interviewed and I'm on this podcast so I must act a certain way or talk a certain way or use certain words. She's just like whatever comes out. It's like like fries on the side, you know. I love that. So how long? I, I do want to go back for a second because one of the interesting things, you know, like on this show is that people often they can be aware of things and they can have a, a conscious level of even even deeper awareness or knowing this or even speak it vocally, right? But they get kind of stopped by their own limited beliefs and their own struggles with it. So if we could go back just for a second, I don't want to belabor this, but after Clarice was born, and when I talk about moments, I meant long moments, right? Maybe sure, months. Sure, yeah. Yeah. But like in those time periods, were there fears or these big, huge doubts that were coming up because you had been this Stanford-trained lawyer and you were in this very specific lane, and now all of a sudden, this was just such the opposite. Oh, no, it was a traumatic time, no doubt. You know, because like I, I mentioned, the ripple, that, you know, that was more like a tsunami. You know, okay. my parents, like, my mom thought maybe I needed an exorcism. Oh, My wow. dad wondered maybe if this was postpartum depression appearing as manic happiness, because I suddenly got so happy in my life. My husband of the time was really worried, like, what the hell? 
You know, you were a Catholic lawyer two months ago, and now you're some kind of a woo-woo psychic shaman girl. Like, what the hell happened to you? And so I, it was lonely. It was disturbing. And, and it took me a year before I really found people who, who I could hang with who understood both of my worlds and didn't need me to keep them separate. And um, plus there were tons of fears. And I know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have had experiences of like past lifey type memories where, where you have these unreasonable fears come up like, wow, if I start a podcast, they're going to string me up. They're going to burn me at the stake. They're going to slit my throat, you know, and you're like, who are they? What am I thinking? But so a lot of this stuff, as soon as, as soon as we move in the direction of embracing our deepest gifts, I think that the fears are, are bigger when you're embracing your deepest gifts than they are if you're just like building a business, you know, that oh, sure. is normal. Yeah. And I've often heard that said, and I felt this way too and seen this, that when we come up against those deeper fears and they, they are much bigger, it is really our conscious resistance to what soul has been whispering to us for a long, long time. And we're now finally listening to, and we're yeah. just trying to bridge the gap between our conscious acceptance of it and the deepest soul calling of it. So what would you say soul gifts really are? Are they things like what you're talking about, like, you know, being a visionary in that particular way psychically or shamanism or, or is it, is it anything? The way I look at it, and again, you know, I think it's the lawyery part of me that wants to be, wants a system to this. Okay. Um, which is, let's start at the very core of ourselves. Let's not start farther down the line, like, should I work at Starbucks or should I work at the grocery? It's, no, 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 back it up, back it up. Like, at your very core, at your very essence, what is your perspective? What is it that you're here to channel? And so that's why I developed the soul gift system. So that's why I kind of... And I can't even say I developed it. The truth is my guides just started using these five monikers with me years and years ago to, to explain humans, <laughs> to, explain, <laughs> to explain the different types of souls that we see represented as humans. And so mm -hmm. there's the, the five types, you know, are the creator type. The creator type is bringing through organizational principle. Like they're, they're organizers. They're systems people. They have a systems mind. And it almost seems to them like they've understood the way everything on this earth is built from the time immemorial. Like that's just creators are those types. They almost seem like they know everything all the time because they kind of do, you know? So that's, that's one soul type. Another type is the messenger, right? I know you must have some messenger in you. I'm a messenger. My primary soul gift is messenger. And we bring th wisdom through and we put it into words and we communicate um, we're generally teachers, speakers, and the way that we channel is we translate information. And then there's the transmitters. Transmitters are just, they're freaking magical people. I'm a transmitter. When You're I took, a transmitter primary, I I'm sure. Yeah. When I, I think you quiz. might have a messenger secondary because you seem like an oracle to me. But the transmitters are those souls that are here to emanate a certain energy. And that's what they're here to do. And it doesn't really even matter if they work at the grocery or Starbucks. Either way, they're going to be emanating a healing juju no matter what they do. Wow. Now, we all have a secondary soul gift too. That's why I'm saying I think you're probably a transmitter first and a messenger second. Because that makes the way sense. that you emanate your energy is through your voice and your teaching. 
Yeah. Wow. Right? It's through talking. So those are three. And then the other two are the explorer. And those are the souls that are here to just really expand beyond all previous ideas, like blow things out of the box and be adventurous and test the limits. Those are explorer souls. And then researcher souls are the ones who, who are very objective. They're able to see everything, knock it all wound up about things, and to actually see things as they are and reflect back to us the actual facts. And people look at most researchers and go, oh, they're so cold. No, they're not cold. They're just not constantly spouting drama. <laughs> they have an objectivity that the rest of us don't have. And so, so because my guides were using these five monikers, these five categories with me, and I was using them with my clients and they were so helpful, that's when I developed the quiz. So that's the soul gift quiz, right, that I wanted to share with your people today, which you take the quiz and it's just seven questions. You answer these seven fun multiple choice questions with pretty pictures, and then you know. You know what your primary soul gift type is. And then if you want to give me your email, you know, as part of the process, then I teach you about your soul gift. I send you information about what it means. And that, for me, is the beginning of this journey of what am I here for? What am I, what's my purpose? Let's start, where, let's start at the most essential. Because it can get really complicated if you start with, like, you know, your moon sign and your sun sign and your Enneagram number. And it's like, <laughs> what, I don't know, what does this all mean, you know? But at the very essence, really, right. I see so many people working against their gift. Yeah. And those are the people that are struggling. When they're trying to be something that at their most intrinsic, deepest part, they're just not that. So do you think that someone can step into their soul gift, right, and be somewhat aware, right, like feel called, and, and they're following potentially their, their soul gift essentially, but they're kind of doing it in a misaligned way? Right. Do you find that to be the case? Because Almost like I, all the time. <laughs> really? Well, because I met yeah. someone who who was, you know, out speaking and they were in a particular field and then and they were, you know, feeling like they were in alignment and they felt this calling toward it and they made it a lot of money, like, you know, well over a million dollars. And then within a year or so, they lost it all and then they were struggling in their business and so they ended up shifting gears but not really they were still speaking still teaching it was just slightly different so it was almost like they stepped a little bit more into a different alignment so do you find that it's possible when you have an awareness of your soul gift that you can still be going down the quote unquote i don't like the term wrong but the 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 misaligned path we'll say well yeah i mean we're stubborn creatures so so even if, even if you know you know, that's, I mean, I, I have like an online business school for intuitively gifted people. Okay. And so that's the kind of support that, you know, a lot of people need ongoing support, whether it's with a coach or a business school or something, because even when you know who you are, what you're here for, then you have the challenge of actually putting that into practice in the world. And that's freaking, that's hard. You know, there's, there's fears. Like you talk about the butts. I love that. Like there's, we've all, we've all got a bunch of butts. Oh, but, 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 yeah. you know, <laughs> and it takes friends. It takes community. It's for many of us, it takes a mentor. I have several mentors. It takes oh, yeah. somebody Absolutely. who's going to kick your butts, right. Who's going to kick your butts with you. And, and so, so that's, you know, yeah. That's absolutely true. I mean, you know, 
I know that as a therapist, when I was playing the role, and I say playing the role because when I was in that official capacity only, right? And, and even now, today still sometimes, people give me this inordinate amount of power like, fix me, I'm broken, you're the therapist, you're going to help. And it's like, no, I hold this beautiful space for you, and, and I'm this beautiful mirror, and, and I'm talented and gifted at what I do. You're the one, though, that's actually doing the work. You're the one that's actually willing to dive in. And the reason you are is because you feel a safety. And, and I think that that is so critical for all of us moving forward in our life with coaches and mentors and people that we look to to be our teachers and our mirrors and our guides in that way that we're not on this planet by ourselves and so it's kind of like oh i'm making a million dollars a year now and i'm doing this and that i don't need a coach anymore i don't need support <laughs> really right. I, gee we're seven and a half billion people on the planet i don't know of anybody who can just move through life alone and go i've got all this even if we think we do so in in the last few minutes that we have here i i did want to ask you've talked about channeling in a new kind of way. And I'm really interested as to what you really mean by that and how that looks. Yeah. Well, you know, since I, since I suddenly became a quote unquote channel with my own experience, I realized, wow, this is kind of natural. Like we're all kind of channeling in our best moments, at least, you know, those amazing moments where something just pops out of your mouth and you're like, Oh, that was really good. Where did that come from? Right. You know, yes. oh, or yeah. when you're super in the flow when you're writing or when you're speaking or no matter what you're doing that you, that you love and your work for some of my clients, it's painting or creating or inventing something and you're in your flow and it just feels like it's coming through you and you just need to stay out of the way of that creative force. In my mind, that's channeling. And I feel frustrated sometimes when I see people kind of claiming that the only way to do channeling is to speak in a big impressive voice and be <laughs> bringing through an archangel and making oh it kind of weird you yes, know it's oh like no God. it's not weird it's our birthright it's what we do and so that's why i call my school and my business channel your genius is because genius is another word for spirit for for goodness for our deepest gifts and we're just here to channel our genius. That's what we're here to do. We're here to be the instruments of what we're collaborating with in this life. And to do it in a way that, that, that makes us money, that makes us happy, that makes us feel fulfilled so that we can do our purpose, so that we can play the role we came here to play. So that's kind of my reframe around channeling. And that's important to me because I, I really don't want channeling or direct spiritual intuitive stuff to be so inaccessible and weird and dogmatic and religious. Like I, I, I loved being part of the Catholic tradition. When I was part of the Catholic tradition, I have respect for religion, for how it can connect people to themselves, to spirit and to the power of love. I think that's great. But I also see that what's important is our direct connection to those things. And where religion helps, that's great. And where it doesn't, then we, you know, let's just stay in contact with our own creator, with our own source and with our own genius and channel that directly. That's what's most important to me. 
Oh, so beautifully said. And thank you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the host and we're doing this interview and I completely forgot to mention your company. Thank you for mentioning uh, your own company. <laughs> oh my well, God. Well, you know, this, yeah. <laughs> See, it's, and that's, that's the reality, you know, people of podcasting and doing interviews is that, you know, when you're just off the cuff and you're just having these awesome conversations, oh, yeah. you're not following any strict, like, Well, you're channeling your it. genius, Susan. Well, I don't, you don't need to do, there's no dogma here. Exactly, buddy. exactly, right? We're here to help these folks. Yeah. Well, gosh, I am so honored that you've come today. We're, this is a, a short interview, and I know that Melissa and I could speak probably for hours and just, you know, blow your minds with all kinds of interesting conversation and diving in. You have generously offered, as I mentioned in the beginning, I took your soul gifts quiz and it is truly amazing and it is extremely insightful. And I've got to tell you, everybody, it is spot on. And Melissa has generously offered for you to be able to discover your soul gift type by going to www.soulgiftquiz.com. Again, that's www.soul, S-O-U-L gift, G-I-F-T, quiz, Q-U-I-Z dot com, where you can, in just two minutes, discover your soul type. You talked about, and I've done this the last couple interviews, and I don't know what where my brain is at. Normally, there are two questions I ask everybody, all my guests. What was your kick your butt moment, which you already talked about, but is there a kick your butts kind of piece of advice or wisdom that you would like to offer up to the audience today? Yeah, I, I think my big invitation, my, my kick your butt invitation to all of you is to take a few moments to go straight to the source of who you are. It's so tempting to get caught up in your busy day, to believe everything you've been taught, to kind of go along with how things have always been. And that's why I created the Soul Gift Quiz is to give you an opportunity to go straight to the source of who you really are and to just give it a little bit of attention, you'll find that it plants a seed of self-acknowledgement and self-acceptance that can grow into a lot of abundance and ease and just a, a relief at acknowledging, oh yeah, that's me. Because you are special and you are gifted. And to take a moment to actually acknowledge how you're gifted I think is maybe one of the most important things we can do. And I just want to be there with you while you discover that. And that's why I created the Soul Gift Quiz. So thanks for checking it out. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today, Melissa. It's been such an honor to, to have you here and to share with the audience how they can really step in. Any final words? I just want to say thank you, Susan. And thank you to, uh, to you for listening out there. I really appreciate you tuning in and staying with us and giving this some of your attention. It's precious. Awesome. Thank you. And people, like I, I say this, I bring on special high-level guests because, I, you know, well, everybody's special. But I bring on people I feel really aligned with. And so if I'm feeling really aligned with them, they've got something that I know can really help you dive in. So check out Melissa Seaman and, and discover your soul gift at www.soulgift.com quiz.com. Make sure you check the show notes and remember to go out there and kick your butts and your boundaries and your limitations so that you can step in to the infinite you you've always been and live your infinite possibility and potential. I'll see you all next week. Have an awesome week. Ciao for now. 
You've been listening to Kick Your Butts, where sitting on your butts is no longer an option, figuratively and literally. To access the show notes and important links from today's episode, please visit kickyourbutts.com. While you're there, please share your Kick Your Butt story by clicking the Start Recording button. It might just be included in a future episode. Thanks for listening today. Now get out there and kick those butts to the curb.